Galimera, galispera, galinichta. No matter where in the world you might be, thank you for making the Highbury Squad part of your day. Oof. When are we going to learn how to play football away from home in Europe? Here's the good news. We have a mind of football to help us mine our way through what happened tonight. Ex-Luton Town Manager Paul Buckle takes us into the dressing room and beyond the white lines. Stay calm, everyone. Here we go. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. I put my swag on tonight. I had my European swag ready, and here we are. Welcome, Gunners. Wasn't the perfect evening in Europe again, but here to help me break it down is one of your favourites. Welcome back to the show. Squad Central favourite, Mr. Paul Buckle, ex-Luton Town Manager, and football brain that I love, as Super Kev would do. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? I'm well, Soph. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Not too bad at all. Um, I say that loosely right now. I mean, there's a lot going on, you know, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all in terms of just, you know, Premier League Arsenal, great. European Arsenal, not so great. Um, I can't lose my manners though here, Paul, because Super Kev would be welcoming to the squaddies. At ease, everyone. At ease. And uh, firstly, I just wanted to start off by thank you, Chief Like Officer. Welcome in, Paul. Um, I know how much you guys love him and you love his take on everything. Galispera, good evening to all of um, the squaddies this evening. And uh, <laughs> Paul, um, I wanted to start by saying thanks for joining me. I've got so many good wingmen and wing women who are going to help me get through the next uh, few weeks here on the show. And I know that. You and Super Kev go way back, so just wanted to say thank you for joining me, and uh, I know how much you love and adore him as well. Uh, thanks, so No, it was a, a big shock. Um, you know, when you you told Rebecca and I uh, about Kev, um, really, really shocked. Um, but you know, if anyone can get through uh, this type of thing, it's Super Kev. It's not called Super Kev for nothing. Um, mm. We just want to. Give him all our love, him and his, his his family at this moment. Our, our thoughts are really with him. Thank you so much, Paul. Um, you and Rebecca are epic humans. And uh, the squaddies adore Rebecca as well. And I know we'll get her on the show soon. Everyone's been asking for her. Um, so, you know, we'll get Bex on soon. Um, we've saved her the uh, the agony of the Palace game. So, uh, but we'll get one of our favourites back as well. Uh, good evening. Already uh, almost 150 of you here in live chat. Um, here's how I want to do this tonight. And this is why I wanted Paul on as well, because it's very easy to come in here and rip players and give player ratings and do all that stuff. But what I love about what Paul does and taking us into the mind of the manager in the dressing room is understanding the nuances of the game and also how a game evolves and maybe even um, a little bit further back from that in terms of how a team prepares for a game like this. Um, but what I wanted to start off with, Kev, um, uh, Paul, is 
Were we poor tonight or did Porto play a superb tactical game? Yeah. I think they did. I think that <clears throat> when you're doing as well as Arsenal are right now, everyone raises their game. That's the first thing I would say. It doesn't matter what level of football you're playing. If you're on top of your game like Arsenal are right now, scoring the goals they're scoring, the first thing you would you you would be hoping is for all your players to be, you know, seven, eight out of ten. So and I think they were. I think they you know, they restricted Arsenal, um, that low block, four, five, ones, really tough to break down. But I think, you know, I I couldn't see them scoring. And that mm -hmm. was a shock. I mean, I'd literally just walked away from the TV and Teddy was like, oh, no. So, mm -hmm. And I, did, I saw the goal, which I think, I think they'll be disappointed with the goal. You always are. But if it's a great goal, and I'm not taking anything away from the strike, but I think that's preventable, to be honest. And I'm, I'm sure Mikel will, will feel the same when he looks at that, you know, um, nil-nil would have been great. I don't think, it's, I still think Arsenal will, Will, will do it um, but yeah I mean it just changes everything doesn't it I mean that's yeah. that's the highs and lows for fans and players managers but as speaking from a manager's standpoint when you can't see a goal coming from the opposition so you know like you keep it the same you don't you don't normally need to change it and that that goal right at the end is a it is a killer but Arsenal I'm sure will take um, you know a, a lot of strength from the way they've been of late in the Premier League. So I've left this comment comment up from Seb for you, Paul, because he's saying Raya can run and run and swim back to London for that mistake. Uh, you could also maybe criticise some of the players in that build-up play, Martinelli. Um, but when we last spoke with you and Stevie Nicol, the Liverpool legend on the show, you still had some concerns about Raya. And it's really weird because on Monday I gave him some flowers and said that, you know, in hindsight, you look at, I don't like how Mikel Arteta made the decision about the goalkeepers, but his record right now in the clean sheets speak for themselves. This morning I was talking to my cousin and saying, is it because of him or is it because of the defense and how our midfield have also controlled games? You had some doubt still whether or not that was the right decision as a manager you're going into um you're going into the dressing room at this point are you thinking your goalkeeper was way off his line there for that that point in 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 the game i think we've lost a uh, Paul sound. Put it on portrait, Paul, if it's easier for you, mate. Put it put it on uh can you hear me? I can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Yeah. I can't hear you. Go back out and come back in. Um yeah, so I I don't know if that was a mistake by Raya or or what happened. What happened there? But we're going to try. Paul, can you hear me now? <laughs> we'll get Paul back, um, and you know, 
Well, we'll get his uh, his take his take on stuff in just a second. Um, let's see. I think Porto realized Reyes' positioning. He kept coming out, and they just went. Uh, they just went for it. It does seem. It does seem like that. It's a beautiful night. Come on, you Spurs. Look at the Spurs fans joining us this evening. I bet you're enjoying watching European football when you're not playing in it. Yeah, that's just like Arsenal as well. If you're going to have a particularly bad match, first leg in a knockout is probably the best time to do it. Only one goal in it. I do agree. I don't think that it is a total disaster as yet, uh, folks. Um, Let's bring Paul back in here. Hey, Paul, can you hear me now? Having a having a bit of a tech diff. Let me just text Paul. Tell him to go out and come back in again. Um, go out and come back in. There we go. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's get some of your comments. Do you think this really? Are we that weak source, Chief Like Officer? That. A yellow card in the opening couple of minutes hindered us from playing a good game. I do think it it, it hindered Declan Rice and his men, mental um, engagement in terms of challenging and playing the way he usually plays. But um, I don't think that should hinder the rest of the team. I think it's a little bit bigger than that. Let's bring Paul back in. Hey, Paul. Still can't hear you. All right, let's get some of your comments up here. Um, Porto had a lot of discipline. We looked leggy and out of ideas. I totally agree with that. Um, they played a great game. What a pathetic performance. What the hell happened in the midfield and the front three? Well, I don't blame the front three because the midfield had no control of the game, which exposed the back line. And also, Porto deserve a ton of credit for how they played their low block. They gave us nothing in that first half. And I know people say, oh, well, we had possession. What? Passing the ball back between Rice and and Havertz and and Saliba and and Kivior. You know, I, I just uh I just don't I just don't think that's the case. Um I, I, I think that we came into this and we had high expectations. I sent a note to my cousin this morning saying, Are we being a little overconfident? Are we forgetting about our lack of prowess? away from Europe. Now, look, it's not over. There's no doubt that we can smash them at home. They're going to park the bus. Now they've got the goal. They're going to park the spaceship. Um, Paul, can you hear me now? Still can't hear you. Can't hear Paul. Uh, which is a bit of a shame because the way I wanted to get stuck into stuff tonight with him from a tactical point of view and in terms of the decisions uh, that uh, Mikel Arteta made, this is how I felt a little bit. Where's Seb's comment? Diego Simeone tactics from Porto, not from us, of course. Um, Porto played a low block and made it difficult for us to go wide. Uh, Lucas says Arsenal's lack of experience in the Champions League showed, especially at the end of the game. Uh, it really did. And I'm not being funny. This Pepe thing. Yeah, the guy's 41 years old. He's, it's crazy. I got sick and tired of hearing that on the broadcast, if I'm being honest. Paul, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. 
Epic. We got Paul back. All right. Awesome. Um, so, Paul, let's get stuck into it. Uh, Arsenal's prowess in Europe is really devoid of any pedigree since the George Graham days. Yeah, we got to the Champions League final against Barcelona. We got to the semi-final of the Europa League recently with Mikel Arteta. We got to the final of the Europa League with um, Unai Emery. However, we've not been able to close the deal. Now, as an Arsenal fan, I'm not panicking totally tonight because I feel that at 1-0, taking it home, it, you know, we can smash them 4-1, we can smash them 3-1. However, now with that 1-0 lead, that European-style defensive parking the spaceship, parking the bus comes into play. What do you think ultimately went wrong for Arsenal tonight? Well, they, like I said, it, Poto played well, Sophie. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to break that block down. I think moving the ball quicker, I think keeping the tempo. I mean, I'm not sure what the game plan would have was was to keep it tight themselves, you know, and not be disappointed with nil nil, which it should have been, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe you know, maybe just not being as attack minded as we've seen um, and as ambitious. But you know, it's not easy in Europe. You know, you you get used to the Premier League teams and the way they play and knowing the players. Um, it's different when you come up against um, this type of opposition. Okay, and they're very good at what they do. You know, very disciplined, mm -hmm. very good. And as I said, we're on top of their game. They needed to be on top of their game defensively, and they were waiting for a, for either a, a lapsing concentration from Arsenal, a mistake, you know, or a great goal. Which it, it, they'll see it as a great goal. And like I, I said, I I do think I do think Raya was at fault. Um, it, 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 you know, straight away, as a as a former player and manager, immediately as a goal goes in, you, you can see it takes me a few seconds to think he should have had it, he shouldn't have mm -hmm. had it, no chance, great goal. I was like, oh whoa, that's he's in the wrong position, um, too far off the line, and he went with the wrong hand. So, you know, he should have gone with the left hand. It's the furthest one, right? But he, I don't even think he'd have got it with the left hand. He went with the right hand. He was beaten. The minute the ball went, it was beaten. And you would say, away from home, you'd let, say, let him strike it. But it wasn't it wasn't whipped with a load of pace. I don't think it ended up in the stanchion. You know, I don't even think Declan Rice is thinking there's a lot, you know, of problems there at that moment, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, now, now it's all to play for. But it could, you know, it could end up being a blessing in disguise. So, from, and I think it'll you know, when they get them at home, it'll kick Arsenal into gear big time. So, so, so let me, let me ask you this, your managerial mind, um, because I wanted to put this, this up from Frankie. Um, this is on the manager. We played with too much caution. When I've said this to Kev before, he said to me, no, no, no. You know, once they cross the white lines, it's down to the players. So I say to Kev, well, hold on a second. Is he passing it this way and that way because the manager has told him, of, you know, we're playing more of a possession-based game this season. But in terms of caution, has Mikel Arteta, when we're just thinking he's becoming a little bit more experienced in the Premier League, tonight have we seen his naivety in Europe? Did, do you, as a manager, 
do you tell your players to play cautious? Do you think that's what's happened tonight? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, it's half time, right? It's mm. not. You know, it is a different. It's a different game. It's not a one-off. Um, and maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you'll learn from it tonight. I mean, I we don't know what he's told the players. Um, I said was saying to you before the show, you know, about you know, I predicted Arsenal will win the league last mm-hmm. time, and they're scoring a load of goals. Um, and I think they might have gone against them in, in terms of the way they defended against Arsenal. And this could be, you know. There could be a lot more of this now. You know, the minute they're starting to really put the goals in and you know been destroying teams, this is what this is what can happen. Um, maybe he was too cautious, but then you know, um, on the flip side, it is half time, and I still think they'll go through. That's the the main objective for him and the club, and I, I really think that it's not the end of the world. I don't think it's the end of the world at all. I just don't think that goal should have gone in. I think that was preventable. And as a manager, I agree you can't with... do nothing about that. What would we be saying tonight if it was nil-nil? He'd be saying we show Arsenal show resilience. We've been mm-hmm. the ball. We've not gone gung-ho. We've, you know, kept it tight. And they did. They did. It's just a strike from what? 20, 20-odd 20 yards out? That I think he'll expect the keeper to save it. Yeah, he was way off, way, way, way off his line. Here's a question for you from Lucas. Paul, what will Arteta be saying to the players after the final whistle? I think he'll be saying, no problem. No problem. You've been you've been fantastic, you know, which they have. They have been. Been in brilliant form. Um, and then we've got another chance. We've we've got another chance. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't I think he'll be, you know, with the games coming so quickly you've got to be very careful you don't overreact sometimes you know you you the players have given everything the players were 30 seconds from a really good draw you can't all of a sudden undo everything that's been done defensively because of that strike you can't and you're not going to be able to score two or three goals every game so i think i think he'll be calm i think again it's another great test for him sophie isn't it as a manager mm-hmm. um to be going through that patch they're going through fly in and probably in that game not seeing a, that goal coming and then all of a sudden your emotions um you know your heart sinks when that ball hits the back of the net but he'll, he'll have a lot of trust in that team he'll, he'll have an awful lot of trust in the team it's just whether he decides you know to make any type of changes i think the continuity has helped them uh with the team for sure you know the, the players but i i really don't think he'll worry too much uh, Demsek wants to know, Paul, what does Arteta goalkeeper coach say to Raya? After that? Yeah. What What would you do, Paul? <clears throat> I mean, what would Arteta do? What would you do? What, what, what does a manager do in a situation like that? Well, all, all managers would be different. But, you know, when you're, when you're in the professional game, you've got, you know, you've got to be accountable. You know, if you're doing brilliantly, you expect people to tell you. And if you're not doing so well, I would expect to be told. I was, you know, as a player, I was told, and um, because you know it's fine margins, and like I said, you know, I'm, I love Arsenal's goalkeepers. I'm a, I'm a fan of Rad, but that he's got to save that. He can't be beaten from there like that. It didn't look right. The position positioning was wrong. I don't know what the goalkeeping coach is going to tell him. I know what I'd like my goalkeeping coach to to to, to say. I mean. I've worked with lots of goalkeeping coaches, you know, and sometimes you can 
you know, get into heated discussions with them. You know, we mm -hmm. know about the goalkeepers' union, but um, the expectation would have been for them to save that. You would hope that you would hope that the goalkeeper holds his hands up immediately, um, because you can move on from that. Then, and then you have a decision like it with every position on the field, whether you think it's time for a change. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a player letting a runner go from midfield, right? You lose your man. You let your. It, it, <clears throat> when I was playing, if if someone ran off the back of me, which willing that they didn't that too often um you 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 know you're worried for the next game because if there's, there's someone waiting to take your place and you make that error and you cost the team you can have no qualms really mm -hmm. if, if if you've earned some if you've you know you've you've been playing really well sometimes you'll get away with it but when it's glaringly obvious that you've made a mistake that's cost the team you know you um you have a you have a decision to make then as a manager when you're looking at that. So um, I think it was a poor goal, and it's just how he looks at that as as, as a manager. But I would expect I would expect the goalkeeping coach to to, to look at Mikel and say we should have done better there. So Paul, on Monday's show, I was talking about how in the Premier League we've found a way to cope and perhaps not even missed over the last few games, Gabriel Jesus, Zinchenko, you know, Tomiyasu Partey. Two plays I want to focus on a little bit more because of their European experience is Jesus and Zinchenko. The Premier League and Europe are totally different and Mikel's learning his way and some of these players are learning their way too. Do you think this, this game tonight is exactly... An example maybe to come back to me and say, well, I get what you're saying about the Premier League, so, but in Europe tonight, Arsenal missed the intricate passing of Zinchenko and the movement of Gabriel off the ball. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a brilliant question. It's like horses for courses. Um, you know, a lot of the experienced managers would change from their Premier League team. Um, you know, the I always, I always remember. I had a brilliant chat with Alex Ferguson once, back in the mm. day, and he said mm. to me that he never named the team the Premier League team until the, until the the um, day of the game. So I think I shared this before. He never named the team because he wanted to keep his philosophy was to keep everyone alive, thinking they got a chance of playing right up to, you know, <clears throat> quarter to two on a Saturday, but in Champions League he would name it as soon as he could so they could work on the training field because they don't know the opposition. Mm. So even sort of like looking at that is very different, you know, in Europe to what it is in Premier League. And I, again, whether Mikel's got the air miles to sort of think that way or there's dangers of changing it when it's going so well, right? So there's another thing there where you, if you make the changes you then think, well, you know, it goes wrong. You've got yourself into a mess unnecessarily, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a, an experience thing, really. Um, when you sort of start to look at Europe and say, well, really analyse it and say these, these players are the right players. And, th and that's showing a lot of trust in your squad as well, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think in the Premier League, it's easy to say, don't, why change it? Right. 
but in Europe, and I love that you brought up the Sir Alex Ferguson thing again because I love I love that uh, I love the stories from your conversations with him, especially. And that's an experience manager knowing that that you have to mix it up a little bit. And I want to put Ringer's comment up here: huge difference in manager abilities tonight. Can't be bothered that we lost, but I can be bothered that we had zero shots on goal tonight. Doesn't make me optimistic at all. Do you think there was a huge difference in managerial abilities tonight, Paul? Do you think Mikel got outcoached in Europe again? I don't think he got out. I don't. I would say he got outcoached. I don't like I've said there. I don't think the results the end of the world. That's first and foremost. So that's where I'm coming from in my mind. I'm not thinking that it's the end of the world because there's another game. So I think they took the middle of the field away. I think they, you know, Arsenal needed to, needed more from the outsides. And I was chatting with Bex because I was saying, like, you know, she watches a lot of Premier League. And I was saying about, you know, the, the wide men for Arsenal coming inside, that they come inside all the time, you know. And uh, because, you know, that's when you want your fullbacks to, to bomb on, right? Mm-hmm. You, you That's when, you know, you're really, when you get into Europe and you're getting near the latter stages, you're seeing the, the, the complete teams that are doing the ones that are doing really well, really complete. And I think Arsenal lacked a little bit on the outsides tonight was mm-hmm. where they needed to sort of maybe change their game plan and their route to goal um, in terms of being more threatening there, because that's where the spaces were. But they did defend really well. Paul. They did. They, they really did. And like I said, when a team is <clears throat> playing a low block and a team is sitting in there like they are, and paying you that respect, it's just not easy. It's just not that easy away from home, you know, uh, against that style of play. Um, it's not that easy to, to actually break it down. But I do think the outside of the, the, the field was where Arsenal could have done better. Uh, let me put this uh, one up for you because I want to follow on from the comment about Sir Alex Ferguson and something that Arteta has been criticised about in the Premier League. And maybe it's because he's had a lack of a bench and he loves like a starting eleven. He likes to grind and get everything he can, squeeze every ounce, Paul, out of those Premier players. Is there really... In Amir's comment here, Arteta was scared to make a change. Players were tired. Was he scared to make a change? Take us into the mind of a manager. It's like it's a it's a really tough game. Yeah, they've really prepared well. You can't break their low block. Your players have played a lot of football. Um, Rice is on a yellow card. You've got someone like Jorginho on the bench that might be able to unlock a pass, especially without Zinchenko playing that inverted role. Is that is he scared or does he feel like he doesn't trust his bench? What, what what's your take on that? I think I think he would have had a <clears throat> obviously plan A, then B and C, right? Maybe more plans of being ahead, being behind, being the the main ones. When it's when it's nil nil, it's not as easy because the game as the game unfolds, you start maybe in your mind saying we'll take a draw. Right, it's not the end of the world. It's a good result. You know, and you're not getting too far ahead of yourself. If you can see that the opposition are weakening, okay, and you're you're starting to create or you're making openings, but you're not finishing, you might change your striker, right? Because he's the one that's missed a few chances. Mm -hmm. I think it's delicate. When the game was in the balance like it was, 
I think sometimes, you know, stick or twist, he's just stuck and thought, you know, we'll see this out. We don't need to win the game. Maybe he didn't feel he needed to win it and he weren't going to lose it. And, you know, and then that happens. It's like, you know, it's, it's like when you're, when you're 2-0 up at half-times, you go all out to get the third and kill them off. You make them changes as a manager. Or do you say, right, no, we'll sit and we'll see this out. We'll see it out with the same personnel. We might change the personnel and change to a five if it's been a four. You know, um, they're the dilemmas for a manager. They're, that's what you get paid for. But ultimately, it's the result at the end. I mean, look at the performance. And like I said, if it had finished nil-nil, you know, what would our conversation have looked like tonight? And that's that's the fine line. So that's where, as a manager, you've got to be able to keep, you know, put it into perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, runs with cows. Good question, Sophie. As an armchair manager, I was all out of ideas. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, Here's one for you as well, because there's a, a question here, uh, Paul, which I find really interesting. Guna Greg, preserved energy for Newcastle. Um, I know, you know, you've managed and you've got a lot of games. You, you, there was a, a time where you're playing high stakes playoffs, you know, to get promotion, um, big games coming up. Is, is he really thick? Champions League is kind of like the holy grail The other, you know, opposing fans kind of have that baton to bash us with, like our lack of pedigree and prowess in Europe. Uh, and, you know, Chelsea fans, Man United fans, uh, Liverpool fans. Is he not, as a manager, are you thinking of the now? Of course, you've got one eye on Newcastle, but this opportunity here in Europe this season, you know, you've got you know, Bayern Munich side that's struggling. You've got a Juventus side that's AWOL, PSG side that is in a, in, in a bit of turmoil. You know, of course, Real Madrid have the pedigree and Carlo Ancelotti. They're always going to be great. Manchester City, they'll, they, this is their time to hit the ground running. Has he, has he got too much of an eye on the Premier League? Is that the, is that the prize, do you think? I do. I do think it's the prize. Um, Absolutely. You know, it'd be interesting to ask the Arsenal fans what they thought of, you know, what is priority? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it Premier League or Champions League? And I do think <clears throat> that management has changed in the sense that if if I if I look back, I never liked looking further than the next game. Mm -hmm. I, the game, game that was in front of you was the one I, I really... And I've spoken to a few managers since and I've worked with a manager that was pretty good at looking at the next game. Actually, I found that quite interesting. Um, would, you know, sort of shuffle the pack. Mm -hmm. and, and it's how you deliver that. It's how you deliver that. That's how you keep the players on board with it. You know, your why as to why you're doing it. Um, I still think, I, I still wouldn't do it myself, if I'm honest. Um but I do get it. I do get now with the games and with the information you get now with the, the loads of the players and the managers are looking ahead to the next game and preparing. And I would think he's definitely one of those managers. I don't know, obviously. I'm just guessing. But I would think he would have had one eye on the Newcastle game for sure, looking at it. Um, they'd have looked at the timing between the games of recovery. But when, when you're flying, you're flying. And I think that that... that 
you know, that confidence. I don't think he would have thought for one minute that they would lose the game. So if I think he thought they'd get a result for sure. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I totally believe in what you're saying, Paul, because it felt that way to me. I said to Tony, I said, this game's finishing nil-nil and we're happy to get out of there with a nil-nil and get a result at home. And Matthew's saying, despite all of this, it came down to a guy having a pop, nothing else. Um, and it, that's, that's kind of like how it felt uh, that way at the end. Uh, let's get um, to more of your questions. There's a good one here from Seb. I want to get this one in. Where is it? And it's probably down here towards the end. Uh, Seb, how do you tackle a second leg 1-0 down? Do you ask for more media to make it a bigger deal, rest players, key players, um, and train harder uh, than the ones who are struggling. What are you doing, um, Paul? You're 1-0 down. I think there's no panic. I'm not panicking. I'm just disappointed because I felt that we conceded a goal out of, you know, like you said, a mistake. It, it, we could have walked out of there 0-0. Mm. How are you handling this, the, the second leg knowing that they are going to park the spaceship. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking back. I've been in, involved in a in a lot of semi-finals, so if you know in the playoffs, um, mm -hmm. and I think I, I, one I one I've done all right in the semi-finals. It was the finals that that I got beaten. <laughs> um, painful. I think, I, yeah, really painful. Yeah, three out of four. But um, them semi-finals, then then two legs are so interesting. And um, I think it's hard when you're ahead. I think it's easier when you are behind. Wow. Because the arousal levels are there straight away for the players. Right? You have not got, you know, you're one down. You, you've got to score. If you, want to, if you want to do anything, you've got to score. So that's a positive. That's a real positive for a manager to have. Um, yeah, and I've been, you know... Go, Going somewhere like Wrexham with Luton, we were we were two nil up, and his heart is a hard dilemma. Again, what what do you... I think when you get a voice no, I think when you get a no, Paul, I can't hear you. We lost you again. When you're getting a no on your phone, you lose. Uh, you got to go out and come back in. Um, I've done the same when I was in Cyprus. I was on my phone doing the shows and. When I get a WhatsApp or a message on my phone, I've got to go out and uh, and come back in. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Let's get this question up. Hello, Mohammed. Um, good to see you in live chat as well. Uh, should have more plays back for the second leg. Uh, zero shots on target. Embarrassing, definitely. Uh, sucker punched again, uh, 100%. Over 200 of you in live chat, hit that like button if you like what you're hearing. I agree it was a disappointing game. Um, let's start this uh, pick, this, uh, this, um, this, this game. And uh, it, it, was, it was, I think, what I said to my cousin this morning, Paul, was that we were maybe a little bit overconfident. Um, and, uh, you know, we perhaps came into this with our Premier League form in our minds versus the Champions League and playing in Europe. Um, Paul? Yeah, he's got to go out and come back in. When you're doing the show, here's, here's the technology, right, as a podcaster 
as well. So when you're on your phone and you're doing a show, if someone texts you or WhatsApps you, uh, you lose sound. I don't know why, but it's uh, it's very difficult. Try do not disturb, says Demsec. Well done. Um, let's mark these questions for Paul. He'll be right back in as well. Uh, and I was really just not expecting too much tonight, so I'm not that disappointed if I'm being honest. Uh, I was speaking to my cousin George about it this morning, and uh, I said to him that, you know, this European lack of pedigree uh, worries me. Uh, Paul, you want to finish your thought there on your last, um, your your last, uh, the last moment there? Yeah. Having a little bit of a tech issue, but we'll carry on here. Um, Chris says the disappointment is hard, but we'll figure it out at home. I don't read anything into this result. Then it'll be a motivation for the squad to go to another level. Jean-René says, I just saw the goal again for me. Martinelli is at fault at first, and I think Raya and Rice could have done better for the goal. Uh, The ref was awful, but let's not blame the referee for losing um, this game, right? Uh, it, it's not the ref- the referee blew for everything, and it was exceptionally frustrating, and definitely something that um, I think frustrated our team as well. But at the end of the day, you still have ninety plus minutes of football to make a difference, and we didn't make a difference tonight. Paul, can you hear me? Yes. Sorry, sir. All right, cool. Yeah, if you put your phone on Do Not Disturb, when the when the message that happened to me with Kev, and Kev had to talk for like five minutes, and I'm like, oh, I see now when you get messages on your phone. But um, let me get some of these questions in for you uh, from some of the listeners uh, because there's some couple good ones there. Right, from Wesbird here. Is Arteta still not proactive enough with his subs? And I do think that he thought it would be a nil-nil without us using too much energy and maybe getting away with one, but it backfired. What do you think about that? Really, really interesting. Again, I know I've, I know I've mentioned Pep Guardiola a lot, so right with mm-hmm. I think there's similarities I don't see I I'm, I'm, I like to I'm, personally things are not going right I think you're on the side your job is to to make the changes right you've got the the, the squad at your disposal and I I agree I think there is a there is moments in games where you you make the changes right you know to to try and win it or whatever you're trying to do but <clears throat> pet very rarely make subs and I think maybe 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 there's some something in that that Mikel likes understands more importantly Mm -hmm. um, that he doesn't want to disrupt it that he gives the players the opportunity in the game but I do think you know sometimes it's you know you spot that you think right this this needs to change now or especially if you feel there's a goal coming or you can get a goal you start to see the pictures emerge in front of you when you're sitting on the side. I think that can be frustrating for players that can see it. And I would imagine fans with that question that, you know, it's crying out for so-and-so, it's crying out for this. Let's change it rather than just thinking it's going to keep happening when it hasn't on 60 minutes. I mean, 60 minutes is the, the one where you'll see the majority of managers making the changes. Maybe because they think 60 minutes is a, an, a good opportunity, a good number for a player to, you know, achieve the objectives that, that were set mm-hmm. for the game. 
Um, here's one from Mohammed from Palestine. Uh, question for Soph and the guest. <laughs> Do you see that we are paying the price for choosing Raya over Ramsdale? The goal is his fault. Every big test and game we suffer with Raya mistakes. Now, the Man City game earlier on in the season, there were a couple of instances. I was talking about how I've, uh, on Monday, Paul, how I credited him because, you know, he's come in, he's got good stats. But has he really been tested over the last few matches because our defence have been so brilliant and our midfield have controlled games? What do you? What's your answer to Mohamed here? Well, I'd probably give him the kiss of death because, again, travelling <laughs> and had the game on. And I said, oh, the rare things, the conversation seemed to have, you know. Subsided. Yeah, faded. Um, I, I've, I just look at tonight's game, Soph, you know, like, you know, and and again, I've said it, you know, I'll praise it when it's praised. That's what we, we see. We make opinions. We, you know, and I make professional opinions on it. It's a really disappointing goal. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it just stops there for me. And if you're going to be fair, and if you're going to say, okay, that I've got two great goalkeepers, which I have before. I've had it a lot, actually. I've actually welcomed it. I think I said this before. Um, you'd make a change. Mm -hmm. You 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 know, you make, you make the change. I think we saw, I think it was against Brentford, wasn't it, when Aaron came in and so positive, wasn't it? I mean, maybe maybe it's time, you know, um, because <clears throat> he's in now, you know. Ray is in now, isn't he? You know, he's had long enough now. He's part of it now, big part of it. And like I say, that's that's on him. That the goal's on him, um, and maybe it is time to to make the change. Paul, can you talk to me a little bit about height, okay? Because. Um... One of our listeners here says Ramsdale should have, he could have pulled out a, spy, a Spider-Man save for that. Yep. It, it felt like he was just inches, right? Inches. Um, now, whether Ramsdale would have been off his line or not, that's a whole other thing. Um, but height, do you think height came into that? I don't want to pick on, yeah. I'm not picking on him for his height, but. No. Well, it, if you haven't got the height, you wouldn't be stood where he was stood. I mean, I'm sort mm -hmm. of like thinking like a manager because that would have annoyed me. You know, I'm not going to lie. I would have been not happy at all. Yeah, give us, okay. give us. I love it because when we talk on the phone, you're like, give it to me straight and stuff. And <laughs> like, are you, are you raging about this? I would have been raging with that. Yeah, I would have been. I mean, I always liked, you know, bigger keepers, if I'm honest. I, I did for obvious reasons. And I like the goalkeepers to be a goalkeeper, keep goal. Um, and that's on crosses and everything. I know the game's changed with goalkeepers coming for everything now, but you know, if you keep goal, you know, does that go in if he's three yards back on his line? It's not. You only come off. I, I'm look. I'm no goalkeeping coach, but I've I know enough that you you know if that guy's coming in on goal clean, you come and narrow an angle, right? You come off on and. and you close the space. There was no need to be that far off. I think it's, it's either concentration, but going back to the height, you know, you would know you would know that. Maybe it's something they saw. Maybe it's something they saw in their preparation for the game. Like I've said before about, you know, mm. an opportunity to put the ball in on him on corners. Mm. Right? You know, because he's not going to come and take things really clean because he's not physically big either. So, 
Um, yeah. Why I mean, was it like Jonathan asked? Why was he so far off off his line I, there? I have no. I have no idea. I uh, you, you know, there's no. There's would no you ask him that? Here. Would you go? Would you be saying to him now? Why? What? What the? What the f? f like, why were you so far <laughs> off your line? <laughs> oh yeah, I would have been. Um, I wouldn't have been happy at all. Um, and and um, I'd have probably I'd have probably said that to the goalie coach. And the only goalie coaches work with me, they probably don't like me, but so be it. <laughs> so be it. Uh, um, you but know. would you have blamed the outfield players as well, Paul? Would you have well, said with, with the same token with Raya, who was put in a, a difficult yeah. position by Martinelli and maybe even Declan Rice at that yeah. point? No, I, immediately, like, Rice doesn't think he can, he can beat the goalie from there. That's why Rice isn't, like, all over him. It's an area of the pitch. Yeah, mm. you can say Declan Rice can be closer, right? But but Rice is probably thinking he's not going to beat the keeper from here. He's not even running onto it. He's sort of got the ball underneath him. He's just shifted it to the side. And then he's, and he's bent it. I mean, he's curled it. He's curled it in. So yeah. it's not coming with a load of pace. He's Rice is just holding him up. It felt really. like a cross, to be honest with you. Not, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, but it's on the keeper. And I, you know, the for me, the minute you can clear it up, right, you can move on. So I'd love mm -hmm. to know what they're saying in there. And I'd have just looked straight across to, you know, whichever goalie coach I was working with at the time. They should have had that. You know, you know immediately. Because you've seen shots from that area a million times mm -hmm. as a player, as a coach, as a manager. And expectation is there for him to absolutely save that. I think I think Ramsdale would have saved it. I, do, I really don't. I don't think that beats him from there. Well, um, let me uh, pause on Guna Rose's question here because Wesbird says, does Paul believe that Raya has the presence of Ramsdale? And although his distribution is very good at times, he really has made the impact um, has has he made the impact that uh, deserved Ramsdale to be dropped? I think Paul's made it clear on our show. Just wanted to put that comment up because Paul said that he didn't think that was um, he wouldn't have made that decision, and he would have kept Ramsdale in goal. And he hasn't been super impressed with Raya, and perhaps some of his thoughts have been backed up. Um, let's uh, go to this question because I like this uh, from Guna Rose. Um, the first yellow card given out to Declan. Do you think that set the tempo for the game? Porto dropping to the floor, dark arts at its finest. We talk a lot about dark arts and how Arsenal have lacked it. We've been spineless. We've been weak source. And with Benjamin White in the team and, um, you know, a couple of other players, we've been able to kind of maybe not say we haven't mastered the dark arts at all. As a manager, do you talk to your players as the, uh, with the dark arts about the dark arts? And what do you think about that first yellow card? I thought it hindered Declan, but I don't think that should have hindered the team. You mean, so, so you mean like when the player's going down and trying to get someone booked? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just doing a little bit off the ball when the ref's not yeah. looking. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I think foreign teams are good at it. I think it's part of the game. I think it's just boxing clever, being smart. You know, um, you know, you just, you just, the, the, you know, there's ways to have different ways to have success in a game, and that's, you know, that is part of it. It's part of the game. I mean, there's less of it now because of VAR can spot stuff, right? More, mm -hmm. and now especially with penalty decisions or big, big decisions, but. I just think that's becoming streetwise, and that's you know again 
maturity of a team, the individual, okay, game management. Um, and again, if sometimes if you know someone's got a chance of, you know, getting a player set, yeah, I've said before to, to, to teams that, you know, we know what he's going to be like. He'll rear up. You know, if they're on a yellow card, they're on thin ice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they get anywhere around the box and, and someone catches you, you go down. That's part of the game. Yeah, that's part of the game. I mean, it's something you do you do talk about when you're playing against different teams and it's all part of the tactical approach. Um, Lucas wants to follow up with Paul. Would you have wanted Rice to bring down the player or would you have preferred letting the play get the shot away? I personally think the players should have gone for the corner flag. What's your thought on that? On the goal? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Again, if you look at Rice, in the, you know, Rice is a, a, a massive insurance policy for Arsenal. I mean, he, he snuffs out so much stuff and he did it again tonight. You know, there's a cross first half that he come across and, and blocked. He spots danger really well. That's one of his biggest mm-hmm. strengths. He's there thinking there's no danger. He's, he's, he's yeah. thinking, you know, there's no danger there. That's what I think he's thinking. Can he get tighter? Yes. Can he get work harder to be more in line of the ball? Yes. But the guy's really like just curling it over around him, if you like. Mm. Um, the only thing I could aim at, at Rice is, you know, maybe a yard closer. He might not have took the shot on. He might have, you know, kidded him to shoot and chop back. But I still believe in that position. And I think I think it's backed up by the fact I think the keeper should save it. And I've played... I've played in midfield. I've played in that role there. And when someone's got, you know, if you know when you got to get really tight, and you know when, you know, maybe the next step would have been to get tight if he comes another couple of yards forward. Mm-hmm. But Declan's probably thinking he's not going to shoot here. You know, we've we've got this, and um, from from the angle as well that he was on. Yeah, um, it's a really it's a it's it's a tough one because. Then also, guys, if Declan brings him down, he gets a yellow. That's it. You know, he's yeah. on two yellows. He gets a red um, and and he's off. Uh, let's get this one um, out there for Paul. Let me see. Uh, why only the one sub when we looked so poor all game? Why do managers do this? Kills fans. Yeah. Do you trust your bench when you only bring on one sub when also nothing's really happening in the game, Paul? I, again, we're all different managers. And I've said before, I've used the word stubborn before. Um, I like to change it. I've, <laughs> I changed it. I'm not to make it about me. I changed it at Oxford after 20 minutes once away from home. And my assistant was like, you, you're making the change now. I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't always agree with that. The, the 60 minute one myself. So, if you know, I was, I was my expectation was the players to go out and do do the business, right? I know you need ten minutes to get into the game, but after that, come on, you know you're judging them on the performance. And as a manager, I don't care what anyone says. The other players are looking. Then players that have not been selected are watching the players in their position, right, to see how they're doing, right? Because they're probably underneath hoping that they don't do so well at times because it's the only way they're going to get on and get a mm-hmm. chance. It's a human thing. It's just a competitive thing that's in in players. So, 
when you don't make them changes, you're frustrating. You're not only frustrating the fans, you're frustrating the, 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 the players. You know, all right, you trust the one that's on there, but the one that's sitting there. And I've been on the bench, you know, before and they're saying, you know, come on, any chance, you know. How, how much longer have I got to sit here for? Because, you know, if a player can come on and is in the right frame of mind to come and make a difference, and when you're the Arsenal have been winning like they have, you're just waiting mm-hmm. for moments to then get on there. And, and that's how you get a really competitive squad, so if I think that's how you really can get the players competing with each other, you know. And, and, and players knowing that if you're not doing it, you're running the risk to come off because we're not waiting. So maybe the waiting is frustrating and, and, and maybe costing Arsenal here and there. Yeah, because um, I'm summarising, there's a lot of questions that have come in for you about um, Enketia and Nelson. Of course, you know, some fans, it's like, okay, you've been bitching about Enketia, now you want him to play. But they're talking about giving them new, you give players new contracts to add value if you want to sell them. Uh, but, why doesn't why doesn't he bring on some of that youth? You know, we talk about does he promote the youth? Doesn't he? You'd see the you see Emil Smith Rowe. You you know, Saka's really the shining star of of Haylen. Look what Pepper's done with players like Bob or Klopp with Bradley. Well, you could also say look what Arteta's done with Saka and and stuff like that. But I don't understand why he wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? He I thought he was more of a risk taker. But really, he's more a George Graham than a Wenger. He plays it a lot safer, doesn't he, Paul? Do you, do you think he plays well, it? It's funny because he's aggressive in his actions and he's aggressive and emotional on the side. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem he's get, that, that, that he's very patient with the performance within the 90 minutes. But again, I've always wondered that, again, with Pep, because you've got to look at, when, when people work with a manager, they take stuff from them, right? You, mm-hmm. This is what you do. When, you, when you're working with somebody, you say, yeah, I'll take that, I'll take that. And maybe he's, he, he's not giving himself the room to think how he wants to be in them moments. So maybe he just thinks, stick with it, this is why, and that's been drummed in. But, but I think it's a big part of the game mm-hmm. I think a huge part of the game in that moment to win it you know to be really be um, proactive mm-hmm. in it I mean I'd hate one thing I always hated when I would kick myself after the game and say I should have changed it why didn't I change it mm. what was I waiting for why did I show so much faith in that player you know mm-hmm. And I would, I would sometimes rather do it knowing that I've been proactive and gone for it. Um, and certainly if I go back into management, so if I feel like I'd adopt that even more. Yeah. Guess, guess, That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I find it fascinating what each, how each manager manages a game and the thought process and the, the, the accountability you know, whether you make the changes or not. Um, and, yeah, uh, here's here's one for you from Football Galaxy. Many in the fan base, including myself, were optimistic of us reaching the semi-finals. Do you think that today's performance was a reality check, showing that we might not get too far in the Champions League? I think, it, I think it's... Uh, I'm not sure it's a reality check. I just think that, you know, you're in Champions League and... 
there's no easy games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is knockout football now, right? So you're going to need to be at your best to come through now in a in a major major competition. So mm-hmm. again, I think the acid test is the second the second one. That's the one. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, yes, and also to to tap into what you're saying, Demsec says, Paul, knowing Porto will play the low block, what changes would you make to the midfield? Would you? Okay. What would you do? Well, Arsenal, <clears throat> Arsenal are used to playing against it, so if, like it's not, it's not, it won't be something that's new to him. I think he'll just get them sharper, and I think being behind will make them sharper. I think I think I think they'll they'll open them up at the Emirates. I really do. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 do think, I think they will, and I think the crowd plays a big part in it, you know, as well. Um, I think that, that that they'll be up for it. Like I've already said, I think that's when you're behind, you know what you got to do. You know, you're not in that middle ground like they probably was tonight in that middle ground, thinking maybe they were thinking, you know. We can do this over two legs. Who knows what creeps into the players' minds? You know, you can you can get a little bit complacent sometimes. Or maybe this was just due. Maybe law of averages, this was just coming, right? Mm-hmm. We, all, we all saw it to be a draw. All of a sudden, it's 1-0. It could be a blessing in disguise. Um, I just think Arsenal are in really good scoring form. And I didn't score tonight, but they are. And I think if they shift it quicker... And, they, and I think Arteta will be saying that because if any any type of block, you've got to move the ball fast. If, if, if you move it quickly, the opposition against the ball, they're going to find it really difficult to keep moving. You know, when that ball keeps moving so quickly, the gaps start to appear. Plus, you wear them down because they're having to move faster. So that maybe maybe in the in the next one, we'll see him <clears throat> do that. Plus, use the bench, and that might be too much for Porto. Um, from Chris, Paul's perspective is really good. Let's not pretend anything Arteta could have done would have changed this result. Bad luck at the Etihad. It will be different. Oh, you're already heading to the Etihad, Chris. Uh, I like that. Um, you know, we talk about homework and as a manager, you look at the opposition and this is a good one from Lucas. So from Paul, I was impressed with Porto dealing with Arsenal's corners. How much work would Porto do focusing on Arsenal's set pieces? I thought their homework, I thought they approached the game brilliantly, Paul. Credit to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, you, you would do a load of work. I mean, some you might tweak some stuff. Normally, managers will have their way. You know, they'll either be zonal and then have the, the postmark and then um, some man marking, some zonal. Um, <clears throat> half and half is what I preferred. You know, take take the zonal areas. That are really important. That one, the, the, the near post position and the middle of the goal, um, and then everybody else man marking. Um, mm. The analysis guys would really be giving them every bit of data, every last bit. And obviously, Arsenal been fantastic um, offensively on on set plays um, with the way they've done things uh, with with the coach they have. So um, they would have done a lot of a lot of work because in these tight games, it can normally be a set play. That's going, yeah. to, that's going to decide it. And um, our set plays have been brilliant, Paul. And we were, yeah. I, you know, Wise, Saka was taking corners tonight. Rice's delivery has been much better. I don't, mm. I don't understand. Our, our set pieces that have been brilliant were really poor tonight. 
really poor. Um, so uh, yeah, when you when you switch it up, I agree with you. Rice's delivery has been good, even on them wide free mm-hmm. kicks. He's been able to really put it in a great area. Um, Adela, Here's a good one. Yeah, sometimes. Sorry, go on, Paul. And I finish your thought. Yeah. Sometimes you'll change it based on on the edge of the box, who you want on the edge of the box, whether they're good on a counter attack. Um, you, you know what I mean? Sometimes you'll 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 trade off. You'll, you'll say, okay, you're not taking the set plays because I need you in this position. This is this is more of an important area of the field than taking the set play. Mm-hmm. How would you bounce back from a poor result midweek to an important game on Saturday versus Newcastle, Paul? From Gavin for you. Um, probably show them the highlights of the last games, <laughs> to be honest, Gavin. Yeah. Um, so on the like, on loop on loop. Oh yeah, that will it be on loop in the dressing room anyway. So like doing that. Um, I would I would often show the players the forwards all the goals they got to music. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and then I do. Then I do a whole. What kind of music, whole, Wagner? It's not Mozart, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> I I don't know. Whatever the, my analysis guy used to choose, they'd say, "Gaffer, is this your music?" I said, "No, it's not." Um, <laughs> but they that was it. This could be really inspirational. That could be really, really inspirational. Mm. And I think he'll do that. I think they'll. I think the players now at this time of the season really trust themselves. I don't think there's there's going to be a a problem at the weekend. I really don't. The size of the game, where the Arsenal are, everything that's going on, it have absolutely took this at the start of the season. Mm. So I think there's so many positives he can, you know, he can take and give to the players between now and the weekend. And the players themselves will get together, you know, they'll get together. They know tonight was, was a tough one. Okay. Mm. Um, they didn't have to go too too much away from what they've been doing. They've been doing unbelievable. So I think it'll be really, really, in answer to your question, I think it'll be a positive environment he'll be creating as quick as he can after this game. Yeah, he does. I agree with you. Jonathan, our cup competition since Arteta, I mean, of course he won the FA Cup, you know, half a season, Emery's team. People hate it when I say that, but he still had to win it was an on-fire Aubameyang. Actually, the only time Pepe, Lacazette and Aubameyang were probably playing really well together. And um, yeah, I think I think this is a really big test for Mikel. And I said on a, on the show last week, these next few months are massive for him, you know, because always be closing. Are, are you going to be that neat, nice manager that competes versus crossing the line and winning? And so with that said, Aditya's question to you here, Paul, what does this performance mean for our rivals in the Premier League? If you're watching this game tonight, your old team, Luton, I got so excited, Paul. They went 1-0 up and I got all like jazzy about it. And yeah. then, of course, in the second half, Liverpool show up and smash them 4-1. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, I think, you know, when it gets to this, when it gets really tight, right, you, you know, it start, it's going to get that way now. You know, you're seeing you're seeing Liverpool being able to do that, right? These teams, they they know they've been here before. They can handle the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. This blip, this blip tonight is more um, of Arsenal just getting back on the horse again, right? They, they've done it. They've been dominant in the in the Premier League. Um, I think it's just the mindset. It, it's like Manchester City against Brentford. 
it going so long without the goal. There's me sitting there thinking, come on, come on. <laughs> but Bex is like, no, nah, no. Nah. You know, and then you see Haaland come up and you're just like, you know, yeah, they got Haaland, we haven't. So I think there's a big trust in this. And Arsenal have done enough lately with it in the back of the net that they'll trust they can do it. They can mm-hmm. do it again. But it, this is where it really comes down to the, the mindset of the players and, and, the, and the manager. And, you know, um, he's up against it, Mikel, with, the, with, with, you know, Klopp and Pep. He's up against it with, with these two guys because they've been there. Yeah, and that's the key. That's the thing. You see the experience um, matters and it does come into play at certain parts of the season. And I've always said mental will be how this team will win or lose um, at the ability to win a trophy. When the spotlight is shining on you the brightest, and it has been because everyone's been raving about us, kind of we falter in Europe away from home again. But like Guna Kai says, the good thing about the Champions League is we have another game to correct it. Okay, um, we've got a couple more questions here for Paul before we get you guys out. There was a, qu- a follow-up question um, from Lucas, uh, and I wanted, because you mentioned some, you, you answered his question. Paul, you said you would move players' position in a set piece. Is that to counter any threat the opposition have on a counter-attack? Yeah. You just wanted to follow up with your answer. Yeah, 100%. 100% you look, I would look at all the dynamics of what that set play looks like. Because, you know, the, the stats say you're not going to score the corner as a rule. Um, but there's a lot of grass behind you that you're leaving. And if the team's mm-hmm. got a bit of pace in, in one, two or three areas, I would pay, I would, I would pay respect to that. I mean, <clears throat> look at, um, you know, my team, Brentford, conceding when they left one for one back against Liverpool. I mean, I completely disagree with that. I mean, love Thomas, but uh, again, that for me, playing against top of the league and you're leaving 1v1 at the back was, mm-hmm. you know, that was a mismatch. So you really have got to be on it in every area when you've got a set play, you know. Um, and it's not until you've you've been been undone, you know, because, you know, so many times you're looking at it thinking, we've got this chance here, the crowd are up, and all of a sudden they clear it. And before you know it, there's a race or there's a 1v1 or the lads are switched off at the back. So, them areas are important. And as a manager, you live and die by them decisions, you know, as to, to how you set your team up. I used to like the edge of the box being, you know, having good numbers on the edge because sometimes it comes out and you've got that second phase to, to you know, recycle the ball or get a strike on goal. But is it, that is that is an important part of it. Brilliant stuff from Paul Buckle. Um Absolutely. Uh, I love I love your football brain and I love going into and we're going to be doing a lot more of these um, with Paul, uh, Ask the Gaffer, because, you know, Kev takes us beyond the white lines as a player. And I also think and I love it when Kev and Paul like on the same show and you're getting the manager perspective and, and the player perspective as well. Uh, but to get into the mind of the manager, especially tonight, because Mikel Arteta, he's starting to show his legs in the Premier League. But in Europe and in cup competitions, there definitely seems to be, I don't know what it is. Is it inexperienced, Paul, or is it, uh, what is it? Because, it, you know, we we got dumped out of the League Cup, dumped out of the FA Cup last season, the same thing, dumped out of Europe, um, didn't qualify for the Champions League. You know, there's a, there's, there's a, is there that much of a difference when you're playing, at first I thought, we're more of a cup team under Wenger and Emery. Um, and we had been more of a cup team uh, under Wenger with those four FA Cups that kind of masked a lot of pain. And I felt like we didn't have the noose 
uh, or the mental capacity to stay engaged for 38 games in the Premier League. In your summary here, what what do you say? What kind of a night has it been for Mikel Arteta? Does he have to do better in the cup competitions? I'm going to say don't panic, but what's your assessment? Well, reflection, <clears throat> go on any course so far, right? go on your pro licence. Reflection is massive, right? Um, you don't have a lot of time to reflect with the games coming thick and fast. I would imagine, and this is, I'm talking from myself, the amount of times I thought I should have gone for it. I should have, I should have just gone for it. You know, and maybe he hasn't gone for it. Maybe he doesn't know how to tackle European football. He doesn't know how to behave in it. Um, maybe, and, and you can send that message through to the players, the way you speak, the way you behave, the way you're going. They can sense. Players pick up on everything. They, they pick up, you know, on whether you've, totally confident in them. You've got a little edge to you. Maybe you're leaving two back when you normally leave one back. Maybe you're now messing with stuff from set plays as we spoke about. I'm not saying that. I'm just speculating that mm. this can go on. And then and then in the end, you're just overthinking it. You're just literally overthinking it. So you can play the same team. So, okay, we play the same team. But you might need to just up the ante even more. But if you're playing the same team, but you sort of keeping them back a little bit, mm-hmm. that can be that can be a challenge for everybody. And I tell you what, the hardest thing, so for, I think, is when you set up and you get into that slow mode, it's very difficult to break out of it. And and lastly, I mean, I don't know if this might be for one of the, the gooners out there, is have a look between Klopp, Mikel and um, Pep. And see who's made the most changes in the subs. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, because Klopp, Klopp seems, seems to make a lot of changes. He's not afraid to make changes. No, he's not. He's, he's not. And um, you'll see, if I can say it, you'll see the, the players pretty pissed off sometimes coming off. But that ain't a bad thing. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, I think he knows what he's doing there, you know. And, and I think then they play with a bit of an edge because you're thinking no one's safe here, right? No, mm-hmm. Nobody's safe here. Um, so yeah, it's, it's they're good dynamics to look at, um, and hopefully it's going to be good good insight to the guys that have switched on here. Soon. Okay, we'll we'll get you out on this one. Do you fancy us against Newcastle this weekend? Do we bounce back and get back to our Premier League? Uh, you know goal smashing yeah. form it's so funny yeah. you, let's you and i should never talk on the phone again before an arsenal game just saying <laughs> <laughs> i've got the message yeah i won't be i won't text or nothing so i've got every faith in arsenal i've 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 i called it i think they're going to win the league i think they'll beat newcastle i don't because newcastle will open the pitch up against them because they've got to go for it as well and Eddie Howe likes to open the pitch up and play. And I I, I really think, and again, conversation a couple of hours drive with Bex, and we don't <laughs> often talk football a lot. But I was I was just thinking as well, and I think I shared this, that Arsenal had the balance right. So if Mikel goes for it again, mm-hmm. I'm sure he will. They've got a great balance now in the team. So I don't want the Arsenal fans to get too despondent from tonight, I think. It's a great game to go back into. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm pretty confident about the return leg with Porto. Of course, uh, Newcastle's always a tough away day. They haven't been that great this season, but I'm sure they'll find 
their best form against us. Agree with you, Chief Like Officer Tammy Steeles. Great show. Thanks to Paul. Lots of good comments coming in uh, for Paul as well. And Demsec, I love this question, and we're going to do this type of stuff with Paul on another show because I'm fascinated about the mind of a manager and um, and Paul brings a, a lot to the table when it comes to not only kind of having stood on those white lines um, in the highest pressure moments, but also kind of being the voice of a consultant for clubs and managers and how that translates as well into the football ecosystem too. So lots more to come from Paul here on the Highbury Squad. Uh, you can find him. Please follow him on um, Instagram. He's not on the Twitter sphere. As you know, I refuse to call it X. Uh, Buckle underscore Paul. And uh, thanks so much for joining me again this evening, Paul. Some brilliant stuff. And, you know, it's not, it's a disappointing night, but it's, we shouldn't be drowning our sorrows in, you know, vodka and beer, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And as, a, not. As a, and as a closet gooner, I'm rooting for Arsenal. So we need to keep. And I haven't told them that. I'm glad you told them that because. Yeah. The first, my first, if anyone that, that didn't know, and I'm expecting you to know, my first ever game was the 1979 FA Cup final, 3 2 against Manchester United that my late father took me to. So that was that inspired me. So um, yeah, I let, let's get behind Mikel and 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 it's going to be exciting running. Wow, what a game you went to, by the way! Amazing. What a final! Alan's Amazing! What a got Only I could grow that, Alan Sanders. <laughs> oh, what a match! <laughs> oh, I loved it. Uh, this is the new self calmness personified. Yeah, you know, the new me. Lots happened in my life over the last six months, guys, so I'm chilling out a little bit. Good debrief, a great show. Cheers, Paul. Um, lots of love uh, from you. Uh, excellent show, as always, says Wesbird. Uh, yes, Paul, best wishes. Great input. Take care, everyone. Tell the people you love them, you love them. Of course, that's Kev's message. All right, everyone, we will see you. I was going to be doing a show tomorrow, but I'm not sure if it's going to be on. But our next guest on the show will be um, US, U.S. men's uh, legend, John Hawks, uh, who is also uh, just a, a really good – really, actually, you and Hawksy on a show. He's been on a show with Rebecca before, and it was really great. So, yeah. Uh, our next show will be with John Hawks. Um, Paul, look out for our, our next show with Paul. I'll let you guys know on our YouTube channel. Paul, thank you again for joining. And squaddies, don't lose your minds. It's only 1-0. And when we get them back to the Emirates, I'm sure we will do the business. Uh, until then, uh, love to Super Kev and at yep. ease, everyone. At love ease. Love, Kev. <laughs> Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Thanks so much for joining, guys. I will see you again soon. Kind of don't want to go. Shall I stay? Should I stay or should I go? Bum, 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 bum. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.